Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, besties. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I pray that you are having an amazing day wherever you find yourself on your journey today. Pray that you are having an awesome season of your life, that you are tucking away with him in the secret place, that you're spending time pressing into God's presence, that you're staying consistent in the word of God because it is our life source. It is our daily bread. And so I just love the word of God. I love his presence. I love his people. And so I'm just thankful for this season of life that God has me in and just all the things he's doing. I don't know if anybody else is in a season of life like me right now where you feel like God is just changing things up again. It's like we just cannot get comfortable. <laughs> we cannot get comfortable. God always takes us from glory to glory. And so I'm thankful for the new seasons of life. If my audio sounds a little like whoop, it's because I'm sitting in a giant open room. I'm actually sitting in my dining room right now. So you can just imagine yourself sitting here at my table with me with your favorite cup of coffee or tea or pop or whatever you love to drink and just having a conversation. And so that's my heart today is just to share my heart. My heart is to share my heart. And so and so I'm just so thankful for this season of my life. I have just recently started stepping into working with youth again. So God has had it on my heart for like over a year. It's been on a repeat in my own spirit and just people prophesying to me and about working with youth again. And here we are. I'm stepping into a season of that. And I love that Holy Spirit shows us of things to come. It's one of my favorite things about God is that I love the element of surprise. There is an element of surprise. We cannot figure God out. Like there's no way our minds can conceive him because he's so incredible. But as far as like changing of seasons and things like Holy Spirit always shows us of things to come if we're sensitive to his voice and we're staying in his presence and just allowing him to do that. And so that's been something that's kind of been shifting the gears in my heart over the last year is working with youth again. And I've had so many conversations about that and here we are. So it's so fun just to step into a new season with God. And so would love to hear where you're at in your journey. If you want to reach out to me on social media, send me an email, whatever. All of my contact information is in the show notes. Would love to hear from you and just know how I can be praying for you and cheering you on and championing you in the season that God has you in. And I encourage you to give him your yes Give him your yes. And that's something that I do often. Like I will just be like, Lord, I give you my fresh yes today. In this moment, I give you my new yes to whatever it is that you want from me. I lay my life down. I'm surrendered to whatever that looks like. And it's so beautiful. I was just talking earlier about this too, about how the Bible says that when we lose our lives for him, we find it. And so many of us fear fully surrendering to him because we're like, what is that going to look like? What am I going to have to give up? And I will tell you that there is nothing that you would give up or could give up to the Lord 
that he will not give you better in exchange for. Mm, Say it again for the people in the back. There is nothing that you could surrender to him that he is not going to give you something even better in its place. And so I love just living life with him. It's an abundant life that he came to give us. We know John 10, 10 says that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. So what does abundant life look like? It doesn't look like accumulating worldly treasures. It looks like storing up treasures in heaven. Amen. It looks like having the peace that surpasses all understanding. It looks like doing life with God day in and day out, knowing that we have Holy Spirit as our comforter and our counselor, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that he gives us a authority over everything. And it's just, it's so fun to be a Christian. And if, if you have not experienced that, or if you are a believer and you're like, I don't know, you know, not that life is always rainbows and butterflies and gumdrops and all of that, but like getting to do life with God in the mountaintop moments and in the valley, like there is nothing better than that. There is nothing more satisfying than our lives being hidden in Christ. And so I'm so thankful that he is a redeeming God, that he wastes nothing, that he works all things together for our good. And so if you're not living in that abundant life, but you would call yourself a Christian, maybe you're in a hard season of life. And so I don't want to discredit that. And God's going to get you through because the Bible says that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And so that's his promise to us that the night season won't last forever. But some of us aren't living in the abundant life that God has for us because we're stuck in a rut of religion. And what do I mean by that? A rut of religion. It's just going through the motions. It's monotonous living. It's it's going to church on Sunday, checking off the list, reading your Bible because you have to, not because you get to, not actually taking delight in God. There is a difference between being stuck in a religious rut and just going through the motions and actually delighting ourselves in the Lord, delighting ourselves in his presence and and just being with him and doing life with him because you get to, not because you have to. Like what a beautiful thing to wake up in the morning and say, thank you, God, for another day to know you more, to serve you, to serve your people, to live my life on purpose, to be intentional in my life. And I am just, I'm in awe of the goodness of God. And I encourage you, if you haven't taken time lately, just to sit still with him. I released a word earlier this week about the holy hush, and you can go look that up on my Facebook. I'm not going to get all into it today unless the Lord tells me to, but like taking time to pause in his presence, to shut out the noise and just be with him. And honestly, I'm excited to record this podcast and go just be with him. I'm like craving his presence. I'm craving just being with him. And we know he's with us always. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. If we're busy, we have a busy, crazy day. Like he is with us. He is with us. That's his promise to us. But we need those times of just sitting with him, shutting off our phones, shutting out the noise and just saying, God, here I am. And in making that time with him, not because you're going to him because you need a list of things. He knows what we need before we even before we even ask for it. Does that mean we don't ask? Of course not. We still go to him, we ask, we receive, we go to him with our prayers, our supplications, our petitions. There's a place for that, but there's also a place to just be with him. And I feel like that is so the cry of his heart right now is calling us back to that first love, calling us back to that place of intimacy where we're just, we're going to prayer 
communion with God just because we want to be with him. Not because we want anything from him, not because we need anything from him. We just want to draw near to him because he promises to draw near to us when we do that and just being with him. It's it's a beautiful thing. And his word says at times of refreshing come in his presence. And so if you're in a season of life where you're like, I need some refreshing, I'm feeling weary, I'm feeling broken, I'm feeling tore down, I'm just feeling exhausted, whatever that is, if you are in need of refreshing, I encourage you to spend time in his presence. Spend time in his presence. And we know he inhabits the praises of his people, worship him, praise him, go before his throne with thanksgiving and boldness. I love that we can boldly approach the throne room of grace. And the Bible says to enter his gates with thanksgiving. And so just shutting out the noise, sitting before him and saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the way that you have blessed my life. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you, God, that you are a redeemer. Thank you that you restore all things. Thank you, God, that your love for me is lavish. Thank you, God, that your banner over me is love. Thank you that you rejoice over me with singing. Thank you, God, that you make all things new. God, I thank you that I am a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. You have made all things new in my life. God, I thank you for your presence. God, I thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding and just start thanking him for everything you can think of. Anything that comes to mind, just start praising him and thanking him. And it's and it's just a beautiful thing to be able to give our praises to him, to offer him the sacrifice of praise. And and it's I'm just I'm at a loss for words because I'm just so in love with him and so thankful for who he is. That he is a good God. He is a good God. And I just had a conversation yesterday with the woman of God who I met at a conference I was speaking at. Shout out to her if she's listening. I don't remember her name and I wouldn't mention it even if I did. So but so, so I'm just going to say shout out, sis, if you're listening. But she had shared with me her heart and how she had walked away from God for a season because of the hard things that she had gone through and how hard that was for her to comprehend why a good God would allow the hard things in her life to happen. And something that I shared with her and that I've shared many other times too is that so often God doesn't get the credit for the good things he does. We're fine coasting through life when things are good, things are on the up and up, like we don't acknowledge we don't always acknowledge him. We just, you know, reap the benefits of a good God. But then when bad things happen, he gets blamed for those things. When in reality, we have a very real enemy whose objective and mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. If it looks like stealing, killing, and destroying, you can trace that right back to the fingerprints of the enemy. If it looks like abundant life, if it looks like joy, peace, those kind of attributes, love, then you can trace that back to God. And so, so many times we don't blame the enemy for stuff that's actually him. It's actually him wrecking havoc in our life, but somehow we blame God and it's like, it's just a reality of the fallen world we live in and we have a very real enemy and he is seeking whom he may devour. The Bible says to be vigilant, to be sober-minded, to be alert, to be awake because our enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And who's the one that's going to get devoured? It's the one that isn't putting their confidence in the Lord, isn't trusting him with all of their heart, not staying in his presence, not staying in the word. And so I will preach that until the day I die to be in the word of God. There's so much 
There's so much to be said about that. We know that Jesus talks about the parable of the wise builder. And there's two builders he talks about in that parable. The first one is the one who builds their life on the sand. And when the winds and the waves come, the storms of life come, their home that they built on the sand isn't strong enough to stay standing. And so it falls over. The second builder that he talks about, the first one was the foolish builder. The second one's the wise builder, is the one who builds their life on, on a strong foundation on the rock, which is God's word. And so by reading and applying and living the word of God, we are able to build our lives in such a way that when the winds and the waves and the storms come, the house is going to stay standing. Both situations, storms come, life happens. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. We are all going to go through things in life. Jesus says, so many things about that. The Bible says to count it all joy when we face trials. Count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds because it produces good things in us if we allow God to do that. But Jesus said, in this world, you will have troubles. Like it's going to happen. It's not you might or you may. He said, you will have troubles, but take heart. I have overcome the world. That's what Jesus said. We can have heart, take heart, have confidence, be encouraged because he's overcome anything that would try to overcome us. And he calls us more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him. And the problem happens when we get into a battle, we get into a hard season and we retreat. We give in to defeat. We give up. We can't do that. We have to fight the good fight of faith. We have to keep the full armor of God on. Keep your feet dressed with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Keep that belt of truth around your waist. Keep the breastplate of righteousness on, that shield of faith that extinguishes every fiery dart of the enemy. Every fiery dart. The shield of faith. What is faith? The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things unseen. How do we get faith? How do we get faith? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We go right back to what we're already saying. The word of God. We need the word of God. It builds our faith. Then we have the sword of the spirit that is the word. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It pierces even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We know that the Bible is useful. The word of God is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that we as workers of God would be thoroughly equipped for every good work. His word is infallible. It's true. It's a firm foundation that we stand on. It is Holy Spirit breathed, God inspired. It is his very breath on those pages. And so many people are like, well, it was written by me. God inspired those people to write the Bible. The Bible, I will speak that forever. I pray if you are someone who doesn't get into the word of God for whatever reason, maybe you just never really thought about it, never had a desire to, I pray that God would put a hunger inside of you for his word like you have never had before. And I pray that over myself too. I will take more hunger for your word, Lord. I want to know his word. I want to hide his word in my heart every chance I can get. And then the last piece of the armor is the armor of God is the helmet of salvation the helmet of salvation that sits right over our mind. And we know that the Bible says that we have been given a sound mind, that we have the mind of Christ. And those are things that I encourage you to declare over yourself. Your portion is not defeat. Your portion is not depression. Your portion is not anxiety. Your portion is not fear. You do not have to take anything from the enemy. 
I'm going to say that again. You do not have to take anything from the enemy and those things are not of God. And so, okay, well, what do you do when you battle with those things? You wage war against them. The Bible says to put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against all the wiles of the devil. God has given us a way out of every temptation, every trial, like anything the enemy could come at you with, you have authority over him. The Bible says in the book of Acts that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And how many of you know Jesus did everything he came to do? He did everything. He accomplished it all at the cross. And not only did he give his life willingly, the Bible says he willingly endured the cross. He rose again three days later. We're getting ready to celebrate Easter here, okay? The resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He didn't just stay on that cross. He didn't just stay in that tomb. He rose again. And he is seated now at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. He is our mediator. He is the new covenant. The new covenant. And I'm not going to get into all of that, but you have Old Testament, New Testament. We are under a new covenant. His blood speaks a better word, the Bible says. And so we are under a new covenant, which is Jesus Christ. And, and he willingly endured the cross, the Bible says, for the joy set before him. And the joy that was before him was us. It was us being able to be reconciled back to the Father. And what a beautiful thing. And the Bible says in the book of Ephesians that Jesus was raised to that place at the right hand of the Father, far above all principalities and powers, far above. And so often we put the enemy and God at each other as if they're like nose to nose. And do we know? (laughs) Do we know? Maybe we just need to be reminded that the enemy is no rival to God. No rival. He is far above all principalities and powers. Not just above, far above. And we are seated with him in heavenly places. We are ambassadors for Christ. We belong to him. Our home is in heaven. Yes, we got to pass through this life right now, but do it with the confidence and the boldness and the courage and the authority that is yours because that is your portion. You do not have to give in to the wiles of the enemy. Yes, he's going to come at us with doubt and insecurity and depression and anxiety and fear. But guess what? You have been given everything you need to combat that. You've been given everything you need to resist him. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. I'm going to say that again. Submit to God. We got to submit to God first. God, I surrender to your word. I surrender to your ways. I commit myself to you. I surrender myself to you. And then it says, resist the devil. Resist him. Say no. Sometimes it's really that simple. I will get like an, we call it, like to call it intrusive thoughts now as if there are, we own them like they're our own thoughts, but it's really an enemy assault against our mind. And we are just like, oh, this is my intrusive thought. No, I have those quote unquote intrusive thoughts. It's the devil throwing stuff at my brain. And I will just say no. I mean, sometimes I have to verbally out loud say no. Because part of our portion, part of our inheritance, part of what we get to do as believers is take every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? You arrest that thought. You don't let it settle in your heart. You don't meditate on a lie. You don't meditate on words that are coming from the devil. Because guess what? He is the father of lies. His native language is lying, the Bible says. So if he says something, you turn it around and believe the exact opposite because he ain't saying anything that's true. He may use a little bit of truth mixed with a whole lot of lie, but he cannot speak full truth. He is incapable of speaking full truth because he's not versed in that language. 
He's not fluent in the language of truth. He is a liar and the father of them. Capital father, capital liars, all uppercase letters. He's a liar. All he does is lie. So when he shoots those at you, for one, make sure you stay fully armored. Stay equipped with the word of God. How can you arrest thoughts and make them obedient to Christ if you don't know what Christ says? And we know Jesus is the word of God. The word of God is him. He is the word become flesh. So we have to know what the word of God says. So that when those thoughts come, we can say no. And if you have to do that for a while or forever, do it. It's worth keeping your mindset Christ-like, keeping your thoughts transformed, to renewing your mind to the word of God. Say no, and then speak the word of God over it in its place. And you will be amazed at how quickly that's going to dismantle a lie that the enemy is trying to erect in your heart. He would love for you to have your heart so filled with lies so that you are living from that place. We know the Bible says to guard your heart above all else because everything we do flows from the place of our heart. We have to guard our hearts. That looks like sitting before him and saying, God, is there anything in me that isn't pleasing to you? Are there lies that I believe? Some of us have believed lies our whole life because of things that were spoken over to or about us when we were kids. I've had to uproot lies as an adult from stuff that I just believed about myself as a kid that wasn't from God. It was a lie. And so sit with, I encourage you, sit with him. Ask him to examine your heart. I pray all the time, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. God, I don't want anything in this heart that isn't pure. Purify the waters of my heart, God. And he's going to do that because he wants you to walk in healing and wholeness and in the fruit of the spirit, walk according to the spirit. He wants that for you. And it's possible if he tells us to do anything in the word, he also gives us the ability to do it. And so many times we think, oh, I can't live. I can't do this. This is like a standard that's unattainable. That's not true. That's a lie. You can live according to the standard of God's word. He has given us everything we need for life and godliness. That's what the Bible says. He's given us everything we need for life and godliness. There's no good thing that he withholds from those who walk uprightly. So are you walking uprightly? If you can say yes to that, then you can be confident and know that he is never going to withhold anything good from you. Every good and perfect gift comes from him, right from his hand. And so I feel like I'm going to land the plane on that thought because I really feel like I'm supposed to encourage you again to sit with the Lord, to allow him access to your heart, to deal with anything, any enemy lies, unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, anything that's going to affect your life. He wants you to walk in healing, wholeness, and freedom. He has that for you. That's your portion. You get to live in freedom, not bound, not bound, not not tied down with what the enemy would love because he knows that that's going to hinder you from living in the fullness of everything God has for you. It's going to hinder your marriage. It's going to hinder your family. It's going to hinder your church if you're walking around with an impure heart. And so I encourage you take time, sit with him today, ask him to examine your heart, give him the key to the door of your heart, let him in. We know the Bible says he stands at the door and knocks, but it's, it's our choice whether we let him in or not. And I encourage you to let him in. Let him in to every space and place in your heart and mind and let him transform you from the inside out. 
It's a work that only the Holy Spirit can do. No amount, I, I trust me, I am like an advocate for counseling. I'm an advocate for wise counsel. I'm an advocate for sitting under sound teaching. But a transformative work can only be done through the power of the Holy Spirit. And God uses all the tools I just mentioned for those things. Books, podcasts, sermons, all those things. Praise God for the tools and the resources he gives us. But it's a work of the Holy Spirit. He gets all the credit, all the glory, all the honor for anything good in us because every good thing is from him. So I encourage you to sit with him today. I'm going to go ahead and close this podcast out in prayer. If you need personal prayer for anything, you want to talk or connect, you can find me on social media at The Journey with Janice. And my website is journeywithjanice.com. There's all sorts of resources on there, videos, blogs, my books, all those good things are on there. So go check it out. My event calendar is on there. I've had a lot of ladies reaching out to me recently about coming to their church. So I'll just throw that out there too. If you would love to have me as a guest at your church or maybe on your own podcast or a live video, whatever, I would be honored to talk to you about that and pray about that and see if that's something God has for us um, as a connection. But just want to throw that out there too. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. And again, would love to connect with you. Father God, I thank you so much for this podcast. God, I thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from you. God, I thank you for the power of your spirit, God, that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ lives on the inside of us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our comforter and counselor. God, I pray over the hearts of every listener on here, God, that as they sit with you, Lord, that you would do the process of purifying our hearts. I pray that over myself too. You would do the work, Lord, and we just give you access to all areas of our life. God, I pray that you would fill us with with a greater hunger and thirst for your word, for righteousness, to just be with you, to shut out the noise and just be in your presence. God, I thank you that you love us with an everlasting love. I thank you, God, that you pour your love out on us, God, that your love never changes, that there is nothing in all of creation that can separate us from your love. God, and we just rest in that place today. Praise you and thank you, God, for your goodness. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you that you never change, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, and I thank you that you're a faithful God, that you are a reliable God, that you are constant. You are constant, God, and I thank you that you keep us that you keep us. Lord, and I pray over every person on here, over whatever season of life they're in, God, I pray that they would find you in that season. I speak life and blessings over all of my listeners. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.